Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast is sponsored by our newest partner at www.aromapress.co.uk. Again, that's www.aromapress.co.uk, which is where you can get the best football betting tips anywhere. 90% accuracy, and you get that for the price of a coffee per week. You get the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, the Dutch League, Bundesliga, Ligun. You have access to all of those leagues, and you get the absolute best betting tips with 90% accuracy. Place more bets, win more money. www.romapress.co.uk And we're still working on the issue when you don't put in the www ahead of that URL, so make sure www.romapress.co.uk. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Um, going to bring Andy on right now. Just wanted to make a very quick note. So I apologize that this is coming out a couple of days after the match. Um, as you guys know, we, we try and get these out within 24 hours of the final result, but we we had some scheduling conflicts and uh, unfortunately i i didn't get the chance to to edit this um in the timely fashion that I, that i had hoped for so when you hear us saying yesterday or last night during uh, our review of uh, frozenona in roma that's uh, that's why that's the case we uh we recorded it the the day after and again unfortunately i'm only releasing it uh today uh, very late, two days after after the final results. So, bringing Andy on now, just wanted to clear that up in case anybody got confused before uh, we started talking. So, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, here is Andy right now. All right, Andy, Roma three, Frozenone two. Just about every emotion uh, was lived through this match. A ton of highs, a ton of lows. Obviously, the most important thing is the victory. Wow, was that a horrific performance. Horrific. Ugly. Ugly. Definitely an ugly game. And seriously, there was nothing nothing worth taking away from that game. Um, that's the like the 101 of how you do not want to play a game against a far, uh, far, far worse side. Uh yeah, I will. I will just. I will just say I was extremely happy for the goal. I thought this was a, a game that, um, it, if we had, you know, if if it had ended on uh, on two two, I think it could have been. I, I was already thinking, you know what? That's it. That's the. That's there. It goes the fourth the fourth place um, when they drew. Um, but this victory. Um, you know, can turn out to be very important, can turn out to be very important uh, from a results point of view, but also from a mental point of view. I thought um, I liked the, the all the players cheering together and, and you know, showing up as a group um, in the celebration. So that was nice to see. Um, that was vital. 
absolutely vital to get the three points. I was, uh, I was getting ready to write an article about why why Di Francesco should go had they dropped points. Um, but it was a horrific performance. We can't obviously the three points again is all that matters. Very very happy for that because again I think the the fourth and final Champions League place would have been nearly impossible at that point. So clearly the three points are absolutely necessary. Let's start with the bad things first. Um, the defending was abysmal. Every negative adjective that you could come up with um, would suffice to describe Roma's defensive performance. It was embarrassing. I thought I thought I thought Marcano was good. I I'm probably one of the few I thought who, the exact same thing. I'm probably one of the few who said. And if you look at the newspapers from today, they um, I don't know why Marcano is getting lower because in, for the listeners that don't know, in Italy after a game you get the Pagello, which is the ratings, and it's very popular. And today, um, Marcano had lower uh, grades than uh, Olsen which I think is a travesty considering yesterday Olsen um, was at fault uh, in many of the occasions. And obviously he pulled out a nice save by the end, which was very important and gave us a chance. But again, still, it's um, it was one of those performances where you can't really wrap your head around it. It's um, simple mistakes, these, these you know, that lead to, to goals. Uh, um, I thought Marcano was good. And obviously, when when Manolas uh, went out, which we we pray to all the gods in the world um, for his health, um, Fazio came in, and Fazio again was nowhere to be found on that goal. And again, you know, it's uh, I'm that probably that's the biggest takeaway of this game is how serious Manolas' injuries is um, because. The upcoming games are are difficult and they're crucial. I agree. Now we can talk more big picture later in the week ahead of the derby, yeah. um, because there's a lot of big picture stuff. I mean, there's obviously over the last forty eight hours, there's been a lot of talk about Monchi. There's been a lot of talk about Di Francesco. Um, I mean, coming into this match, the the atmosphere, frankly, was entirely negative. And I can't even begin to fathom what would have happened had they dropped points. I mean, it would have been calamity to the highest degree. So the the defensive performance was abysmal. Enzonzi and De Rossi. Um, now let's talk fairness, about it, yes. Let, let, let's talk about it. Now, I see a lot of pl- people blaming Enzonzi, and I may sound like an Enzonzi apologist because I, I, I don't think – He's nearly as bad as people make him out to be. Um, that mistake was a bad pass, but I don't know what De Rossi was doing when he gave him the ball. Um, yeah, uh, De Rossi, De Rossi, yeah, De Rossi was already like the, he was just like moving away from the ball. Kolarov was also moving away from the situation because he expected already a back pass from from De Rossi, but it was clearly a miscommunication. Anybody who you know who's who's going to blame that that all go on Zonzi can you know just it, it was a clear miscommunication. I thought both of them were dreadful. I thought De Rossi was even worse because he was he wasn't doing 
what he was supposed to do, which is keep the ball at his feet. Every chance he had, he was just sending it to the stands um, and, and just losing it, uh, getting dispossessed left and right, passing it to the opposition. I thought the, the, the game was lost in the midfield, if anything. I agree. I mean, Derossi's passing was, I mean, obviously, let's be clear, that move, the, the pass he had at El Sharawi was fantastic, a world-class yeah. delivery. But I, I feel like if you, you know, you, you, you criticized Derossi earlier in the match and then he makes that pass and everyone is like, well, look, he, he wasn't bad. I, you know, two I, things can be true. He can have a really shit performance, which he did. And he can also deliver a fantastic pass. I, I feel like so many people can't have two thoughts at once. And exactly, exactly. I, I had yes. four or five people. Oh, this age poorly. This same. Age. I'm like, no, he had he had a shit performance. Did you watch? Do you do you think do you think the same people would have said the same thing if Nzonzi had the shittiest game of his life, just like De Rossi, and then pulled that pass off? I don't think they would be saying the same thing. I would, I think they would be saying what we are saying. Yes, he played a, a terrible game. He had the wonderful pass, but overall, he played a terrible game. And I'd argue that yesterday, De Rossi was um, the worst player on the pitch for us. Um, and he was just not up to it. You can see he was struggling uh, yesterday. And I also think maybe it wasn't the best of games to, to put him in. I understand, you know, we had uh, a lot of trouble um with the yellow cards that's why i also thought that putting manolas out there was risky um but yeah there is again that's i don't understand these fans that you know always have to try and explain a a, a player that they um that they like uh because this is about liking a player um and disliking the people don't like nzonzi they like the rossi so that performance by De Rossi. I saw, again, Pagel uh, ratings from newspapers giving De Rossi a 6 or a 6.5 uh, just because he delivers a, a, a pass that will lead to an assist. Look, let's try to be fair. I agree. I, I think it was very unfair. Now, no one, again, is taking anything away from that delivery. It was world class. But um, the thing that bothered me most was... so. Di Francesco opts for the four-two-three-one after having played the four-three-three three, uh, for the past couple of weeks. And Inzonzi and Tedossi, I looked at the 70th minute. Inzonzi's passing accuracy was 81%, and Tedossi's was 84 which when you're playing a midfield yeah. two, you're not asking either player to create really anything. They're They're not being asked to... Um, be decisive in the final third, make a risky pass to lead to a goal-scoring opportunity. They're asked to control the ball. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> 81 and 84, I, I don't know what they ended up with, but um, they, they were not good. They, they were not good at all. Let's but focus on the good side. <laughs> what, I did like, what I did like, Jekyll's celebration, I don't know why. Now, we've talked about him moaning at times. If he acted like that, like he did yesterday, where he's showing balls, he's showing grit. Um, I really think, I mean, that's something that can't be replaced. I mean, I really felt like he lifted. Yeah, the well, he team. was yesterday. He was pissed, man. I was, I was afraid of of him uh, 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 getting, yeah, Being because he was yesterday. Was it was just and again sometimes, sometimes it can be a 
you know, uh, uh, he can p- be pissed off, but in a negative way, look at the Fiorentina game where he got sent and off. This was the same referee. And that was the same referee. And, and he was, again, I thought, I thought, you know, he, um, he, he was just so agitated, but this time it translated into, uh, uh one of his maybe like grittiest performances this season, because, at the end of the game, it's not. It wasn't about his goals looking nice or whatever. It was about him being in the moment, being there where he was supposed to do, and delivering what he was supposed to deliver. Um, because let's not forget, he like his first year at Roma, he missed wide open chances, and yesterday, it, it was just vital for him to not miss, and he did exactly that. Moved up the ranks for all-time goal scorers, and again, it was wonderful to see everybody celebrate. Even though it was, again, it, it's just a win against Frosinone, but I think that the momentum of this game could be massive. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I saw three or four people on my timeline afterwards going, "Oh my God, they're celebrating as if they won the scudetto." I mean, a couple of them weren't Roma supporters, but it's like. Listen, they played like shit. I think they knew it. I mean, clearly nobody after the match said they played well. And let's be frank. They stole three points. They absolutely stole them. And they're going to celebrate. I, I don't understand the harm. And Well, our coach says that it was the win's fault. Okay? Yeah, so yeah. let's please be reasonable. <laughs> I have to say, um, <laughs> Di Francesco yesterday baffled me. Zaniolo, who he says before the match has played far too many minutes for someone his age, he brings yes. him on and he's one yellow card away from a suspension. I, yes. I, I need and he to... and he keeps the Rossi and he keeps the Rossi on and obviously again, <laughs> yes, if he had taken the Rossi off, we wouldn't have had that magnificent pass, obviously. But at the time of the change. There was no doubt in my mind who of the two in the midfield was worse, and that was the Rossi. It was his decisions yesterday were, I, I, I don't even know sometimes. But the thing is, again, Di Francesco, Roma look like they're done, buried, fourth place is out of reach, and this guy is a fucking cat. He's got nine lines. <laughs> I, I mean, more than just, that. <laughs> just when you think this guy is finished at Roma, he he's like he pulls himself out of the quicksand and yes i have to tell Amazing. you i the momentum as you just mentioned going into a derby which is a critical match not only for obviously the 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 derby reasons but you you have roma who are in this fight for the fourth place and i mean they pulled one out of their ass so i yes. think it's a completely different mood going into the derby had they dropped points Yes, and again, listen, we we all knew that Roma this season are absolute shit against uh, these uh, these smaller sides. So mm. I was expecting a, a, a shitty game uh, like um, like the one from yesterday because, frankly, Roma haven't done anything to prove me wrong um, when it comes to these smaller sides. So. For me, it was totally predictable. Like I could, I I was feeling that you know it it wouldn't have ended um, on a on a on a on an even note, um, because this can could either go bad or or go the way it went. So meaning a roller coaster of emotions and moments and highs and lows and just 
Santon being Santon and 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 Manolas, you know, being injured and whatever. Um, I thought I think this is very important to to win a game like the one yesterday. Um, I think Roma have, going into this derby have all the momentum going for them. I I think uh, I think Lazio um, are are a bit out of shape and and a bit rattled. Obviously, that doesn't mean anything because the derby. As we know, is is this one singular game very where both sides come in without just super focused on it. Um, so yes, I, I I I'm happy for the victory yesterday. I also thought that El Sharawi was excellent. Um, I agree yeah. with with Perotti being a total ghost again. It's it's terrifying to know that we have these players that make so much money as Perotti, and then we we just see them there. And also, what's up with Pastore? Why Di Francesco was basically talking him up all the press conference the day before, and he was nowhere to be found yesterday. So even though he said he trained well and he was super motivated to play, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, if you want to get really depressed, pull up Roma's wage bill um, <laughs> and look at some of the guys near the top who are some of the larger earners and then compare that to their performances. I mean, Pastore, Peralti, Florenzi, just it, it's depressing, but also hopeful in the sense that if they get rid of some of these guys, you know, you never know. But yeah, Peralti, um, I, I don't really know. <laughs> what does he offer? I mean, he's playing with know. the ball at his feet, but I mean, but yeah, yikes. there is a but, and it's. I think, I think you know, both sides know that this will end at the end of this season. I think both sides uh, acknowledge the fact that you know this uh, his time at Roma is over, and it just looks like it. And frankly, it's um, it's unfortunate that it, it's going this way, but I, I'm I'm very happy for El Sharawi. For, because this means that um, I think El Sharawi is likely to stay after this year. He's having a, a wonderful season yesterday with another assist and, uh, and and crucial because he could have easily fucked that up. Um, we all know how El Sharawi is, how unpredictable he is. But lately, I, I've been we've been saying it for the past couple of podcasts. He's been. Um, He's he's been just very reliable, which is not something you expect from El Sharawi. And and so what he this season he has uh, in the Serie A uh, eight goals and three assists. Um, and for him, you know, he was out injured yesterday. He played on the opposite wing, which was tough. Uh, he does a great job defensively, and and right now he's always in there. Like he. You can you can rely on him. You can actually feel his presence on the pitch, um, basically at all times. I, I think he he's developed in a, into a brilliant uh, uh, winger who supports the defense. Considering our defense again is lackluster, but I'm I'm just very happy for him, and I think this is a good moment, and and um, and he's growing. Very happy for him. I didn't think with him. As a first-choice player, Roma would be in a good position, but he has done fantastic this season. I'm hoping we'll have something from his brother, who's his agent, Manuel Sharawi, later in the week because I do think a renewal is on the horizon, um, which I think would be a good thing. I think he needs to stay. He's done very, very well, especially considering Dzeko. I mean, 
as great as he's been lately. I mean, he's still only at seven, he's only at seven goals for the season. Exactly. Yes, that's and uh, that says a lot. But again, uh, you see, Jacko's unproductivity, Perotti's uh, injuries, um, Under's injury, Clivert's uh, still. You know the fact that he seems not to be ready for for the big moment has allowed uh, for Al Sharawi to be played with consistency, and it's great because I still remember the Al Sharawi from the um, second season under Spalletti, where um, he was mostly sitting on the bench or playing in the Europa League games with Perotti being the regular starter. And you could see he was unhappy, and whenever he played, yes, okay, he may have scored, but he would, for example, just vanish from the pitch for a stretch of 40 minutes. Uh, and right now he's not doing it. He's, he's, he's consistent. He's in there. And it's wonderful because he's at the right age. He's, what, 26? 20, yeah, I think 26. Um, that's the perfect age for a winger to, to develop and to, to just hit, hit its prime. So good for him. Yeah, and, and I also want to give credit to Jekyll. Um that last goal, I think he made look easy. That was not an easy finish. That was a um, penis goal, guys. This is that was not easy. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic finish. It came in awkward. He handled it very, very well, and I think he gets far too much shit. Yes, he disappears at times. Yes, he can moan a lot, and that bothers me when he does that. But if you look at just his entire record here at Roma, I mean. I don't know if we're going to see a player like him for a while at Roma. I, I think it might. I think it's going to be very, very difficult whenever the time comes for the club to replace him. I mean, we have to remember Roma got him for thirteen million euros. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, that was this yeah. market impossible. No, impossible. Right. Well, back then it seemed impossible. Now it looks even more impossible to right. um, to have somebody of 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 Jeko's, uh Resume with a Jekyll's resume and reputation. Uh, right now, in today's market, I don't even know who to look for. Uh, when when I compare a, a purchase like the one of Jekyll to, to today's market, I mean, who's out there who um, who could be a re- realistic uh, possibility for Roma? I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you just took his statistics and you put them on the market over these last few years, I mean, you'd have clubs paying. 60 70 80 million euros i mean look at what chelsea paid uh, paid for morata i I mean it's just obscene that roma had this guy and they got him for 13 million euros and now he's become essentially one of the most prolific goal scorers at the club i just think he's entirely underappreciated and when the time comes to replace him is going to be daunting because i think again um for a club like Roma, getting a striker at that level is just so difficult. Yeah. And again, you know, this is fascinating because uh, I was thinking about it. And, you know, yesterday we were playing a small side. Yes, but the game was crucial. And it seems like he he shows up when the when the games do matter, at least in the last couple of seasons, um, because it, it's... Uh, because we all remember when we played uh, against Slats in the Coppa Italia uh, uh, under Spalletti a few seasons ago, and then uh, against Lyon, um, Jekyll, you know, wasn't there. Um, but 
in the last couple of seasons under Di Francesco, it's 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 changing entirely. It seems like he he has a different engine, a different mindset going into the second half of the season, um, where the games um, are more crucial, more important. Uh, it, it, it's great to see. I would love to have a, a backup striker that could be utilized um, whenever Jeko is off, but. As you said, you know, I'm not going to deny it. His input in this team is invaluable. And, and he's been a key piece for the success um, of this team, for the fact that this team managed to get into the Champions League uh, in the last few years, managed to have a run in the Champions League, managed to uh, have a say in, 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 in these competitions and, and, and you know, surprise everyone as underdogs big part of it is thanks to Jekyll. Yeah. Um, now, to sort of end this here, we don't know the condition of Manolas. And that, for me, is the most terrifying part of this entire upcoming stretch of matches. Obviously, you have the Derby. Then you have Porto. I mean, how daunting is it for you that he could miss these next two? Uh, for me, it's terrifying. For especially when you look at how Fazio has been these last you know, these, I was going to say a few matches, say these last few months. I mean, he's been horrible. Yeah. Uh, well, Juan Jesus is back, but again, you're right. I mean, oh, oh, great. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's okay. That, that, you know, this is, that's, it's still, again, it's, um, we, we knew this and even Di Francesco knew this. He asked for somebody, uh, to be, uh, bought on, on, in the, during the winter market budget was non-existent. So we don't have any, any, uh, new solutions. Um, but what I, what I, what I learned from this Roma, and as you said, from this Di Francesco Roma, where the guy basically is a cat and has nine lives is that when you take things for granted, they do the opposite. Meaning, when you think they're going to have a, a good game against Fiorentina in the Coppa Italia, they get blasted seven to one. When you think they're gonna crumble uh, against Porto at home, they pull off a, 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 a tough, uh, a dominant win. Um, so I, w- I just, I just don't want to have any expectations. I think the loss of Manolas is terrible, but. Let's see what happens because this Roma team is unpredictable. I don't know how Marcano will perform. I don't know how um, who Marcano also had a knock yesterday on the elbow. I read, but you know we don't know. It's so unpredictable. You know who's who can say what will happen. The derby is so particular that, and let's remember what you know the, our starting uh, uh, defense. What what they what did they what did. They did in the in the last derby where Fazio basically gave the ball to Immobile. Um, so I just I just don't want to have any expectations going into it. Uh, the loss of Manos is terrible, but let's see what happens. I mean, what obviously at the time of recording this, we don't know. Hopefully, we hear something within the next twenty four hours. Di Francesco said we we wouldn't have a clearer picture after forty eight hours, but the derby is clearly important. Porto, though, they are returning Marega, a very important striker for them. If Roma have to face that away from home, with essentially they they can't concede two goals, that is a 
tall, tall order, in my opinion. I mean, it's almost unfair to ask that of Fazio <laughs> Marcano. Hey, let's let's consider Juan Jesus, okay? Please, let's not ignore him. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there are inputs invaluable. I don't know. I maybe you know maybe we'll see De Rossi as a central defender. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. But the lesson from this season is that. Whenever you think Roma are going to do one thing, they do the opposite. So, you know, let's just wait and see. Uh, I, 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 apparently, Manolas will get some tests once uh, the, they, they, they see if the, the, the leg is, the ankle is badly swollen. So, um, but that's, as, you know, that's as far as we can go. Um, and let's just, you know, let's just hope for the best. I agree. All right. That's where we'll leave it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We will be back ahead of the Derby against Lazio. And until then, we will see you later. Ciao. Ciao.